This is the Detroit is Different Podcast Network, the culture of an American classic city. Peace, everyone. This is your girl, Audra, and you are here uh, with Community, where we talk about unique pathways, common goals. And I am super duper excited for my guests that I have here today. Uh, we met uh, probably about a year ago, but I'm going to have her introduce, her introduce herself. Good afternoon, everyone. Um, it's A. Canum Obong. From the west side of Detroit. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here with my girl, Audra. Yes, yes, yes. So, Akana, what we do first is we, we talk about how we met and, okay. and the impression that we got um, of each other. So, if you could just tell me, you know, your recollection of how we met. Okay. If I remember correctly, uh, we met last year, um, probably about a month ago from today, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um. It was at Westminster Church. We both uh, were just starting at Sinai Grace Community Development Corporation. Mm -hmm. And you may have started a few days before me. I can't remember. Okay. But I think my first day um, was the first staff meeting. She mm -hmm. was there mm -hmm. and um, in the office, and I came and met her. Okay. I heard great things about her already, and... She was there in her naturalness. <laughs> <laughs> and I walked in. I said, oh, this is going to be a good thing. This is going to be a good thing. Yes, so, yes. Yeah. And, you know, when you came in and you began to speak, um, I, I was blown away. Um, you know, I compliment you all the time about um, how astute you are about, um, you. you know, what's going on, uh, what we need to be doing, you know, and um, my interaction with you um, has made me be more conscientious about uh, the decisions I make and where I put my time and energy. So Aww. I'm just, I'm, I'm grateful that we have this connection now. Thank you. Yeah. I yeah, appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. So we're going to go into what is your definition of community? Community. If I could, if I could sum it up in one word, it's, it would probably be love, mm. you know? Mm. Um, and it's funny that, you know, community is just this interesting word these days. Right. And, um, you know, for me growing up, I had a, a diverse community. Mm -hmm. You know, my parents are Nigerian mm -hmm. immigrants, and I was born here. My brother and I, we were born here um, on LaSalle between Philadelphia and Pingree, and we went to DPS. So we had our Nigerian family and, you know, our our unrelated relatives, you mm -hmm. know, that respect factor. And then we had our our family who was born from America. Right. You know. So intertwining those cultures was a was an interesting uh, upbringing. And you know, my friends who were born and raised here mm -hmm. as well. So um and I appreciate that. I'm kind of 
happy that I was brought up that way, you know, to get the best of both worlds, the African Mm -hmm. aspect and the diaspora aspect. So, you know, it's been all love. The culture is love. Mm -hmm. It's very fruitful. And um, I guess now I'm trying to add some some different factors to it, you Mm -hmm. know. So one of the people who I appreciate Dick Gregory, mm-hmm. you know, he thinks about community differently. Mm-hmm. He thinks about it, you know, in a self-sufficient way. Right. So I do believe that we are a, a loving, self-sufficient people. Mm-hmm. We just got to connect the dots. So mm-hmm. that's pretty much how I define it is love, you know, looking out for one another. Mm-hmm. You are your brother's keeper. Right. Your right. sister's keeper. Right. Fun. Mm-hmm. Um, rearing. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I, that's what I... That's how I look, think about community. Okay, and then we're connected in another way as far as community. We are alums from that illustrious high school, C-T- right? CT, in the host. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, you know, with communi- community, um, I can relate to what you're saying. Um, growing up on, on the northwest side of Detroit, uh, Schoolcraft, Wyoming area, my parents were very much engaged, and I watched their example. Um, and so, you know, we had uh, things like, um, you know, baseball games, you know, one block against the other. Um, my mom okay. was very instrumental and in, um, she developed junior block clubs. So uh, we had adult block clubs, okay. you know, but she created junior block clubs and they operated the same way. But uh, youth had a voice. And so, um, awesome. yeah, so that example, you know, um, my dad is still considered uh, the president of the block club. He's a, he's eighty six and he holds it down, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, the the community aspect, and that's what uh, really drew me to you because um, although you you know you you are a young person, um, you've been able to make some strides as it relates to uh, the work you do. So if you could share with our audience. Um, some of the things that you've done in the past, and then a little later we'll talk about some of the things that you're working on uh, for the future. Okay. Um, well, I have a, a background in uh, education, mm-hmm. community development, mm-hmm. and um, and I will say youth development. Okay. Yeah, I spent some time with uh, Boys and Girls Clubs, um, the one in Southwest mm-hmm. before... Uh, they had to consolidate mm-hmm. into um, Munger Elementary Middle School. Mm-hmm. They had sold the building uh, to the church, so mm-hmm. I spent some time over there. But yeah, um, so what part of what part of community development? You know, is there some piece of it that like really uh, resonates with you? I would say re- the beautification piece, the cleaning up, because growing up. Dad forced us yes. to keep the community <laughs> clean. If it was just us out yes. there, yes. my brother more with the lawnmower, I'm with the push broom and mm-hmm. the rakes, and my dad with the paint, mm-hmm. I guess putting some decor on the trees right. and getting the rocks <laughs> from Home Depot and putting right. them around the trees. So right. that's where we first uh, got our introduction to community in my opinion development yeah yeah and that that speaks to me because you know the work that i do so that whole beautification thing it makes a difference it really does and i think you really define beautification now what my dad was doing (laughs) (laughs) he was just trying to keep as clean as possible (laughs) 
<laughs> but yeah, so that was our introduction. And um, so when we came back, a, a group of, you know, my friends, we sat down and we said, you know, we got to do something. Mm-hmm. And we started, you know, with the lowest hanging fruit. Well, this block, you know, that we adopted, um, Hogarth between... Linwood and Lawton, we just said, um, let's just clean it up. Amen. And we started cleaning it up, and we found out that, you know, a few of those parcels was an uh, old park, an old city park. Well, mm. Still a city park, but it wasn't just, you know, being kept up mm-hmm. by the city. So through that, we found out about the Adopt-A-Park program mm-hmm. through the city uh, where volunteers in the community could just put their name down as the adopters of this space. Mm-hmm. So we just been cleaning it up and kind of drawing plans, what it should look like, what it shouldn't look like. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we haven't really came to something concrete yet, but um, we talked to a few kids in the community and yeah. they said, you know, we want to park on this side of Linwood. Mm-hmm. And I agree, you know, I don't think that children should have to cross the main a street, major street uh, yes. to get to a park. They should have one on their side of town. So, mm-hmm. Uh, the older youth, of course, they want to play ball, mm-hmm. and the younger youth want to, you know, swing. So, mm-hmm. uh, when I was at Michigan State, I did a volunteer project for Martin Luther King Day, and we had built a natural playscape. Mm. So, we've been thinking about that for this particular area for the younger uh, children, and then around the corner, it's another park where it's a, a outdated basketball court. It hasn't been kept up; mm-hmm. it's broken, but. Uh, when we go out there to clean, we do see young men, um, some families go out there and play, still use it, utilize it. So okay. we were thinking, like, if we could get this developed into um, an area where ch- older children could play. Mm-hmm. And then the other park where the younger people could, you know, have their little natural playscape. Okay. You know? Get that's connected good. to the earth. Okay. That's good mm-hmm. stuff. That's good stuff. So we're going to take a, a quick break right now our sponsors and when we come back we're gonna talk about what you're currently working on and what you like um maybe some help with or let people know what you're working on okay okay thank you mm-hmm. okay we're back with community and i am here with my friend Akanam, and we are talking about uh, what she's currently working on. So she's a she has experience, deep experience in community development. And so we're going to go into the segment that I call "What Up Doe." <laughs> <laughs> so um, I want you to share, you know, um, what you're working on. Um, if you are a resource for the community, okay. um, to share that. Um, if you would like uh, help with something, um, this is the time to talk about that. So, um, I know you have your hands in a few things, Okay. so just roll it out for me. Okay. Um, currently I'm working, I'm a part of the Global African Business Association. Mm -hmm. So basically we're a business support group for, uh, immigrant businesses, Mm -hmm. um, local based businesses. Um, our whole idea is to court, um, African investment into communities like Detroit, Inkster, Highland Park, mm-hmm. Ecorse, etc., and just not in Michigan, mm-hmm. but um, across the United States. Yeah. Um, when we think about community development, um, once uh, you know, uh, one thing that um, is hard to do is to repopulate, you know, 
a town that has lost population. Right. But we know that immigrants come here for various reasons. Either um, they come here as refugees, they're you know escaping mm-hmm. war or um, troubled times. They're coming here to go to school. Mm-hmm. They're coming here to do a fellowship. They're coming here to visit. Mm-hmm. When they visit, they end up liking it here and they want to... Um, you know, apply for citizenship. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they come for business. Right. Um, so they come for many reasons. And, you know, um, immigrants, they give back a lot yes. to our economy. Yes. So why not use black immigration, right? Mm-hmm. For a city, a, a, a black city like Detroit, Inkster Highland Park, to develop yes. the community in need. Right. You know? So concentrate... Uh, Nigerians here, concentrate Ghanaians there, concentrate Jamaicans here, mm-hmm. and let's get it popping. Let's get it popping. So that's what we're doing. You know, we have a history of governors who go to China. You mm-hmm. know, people want to go to India to mm-hmm. look for investors, but they don't. They'll never go to Substance here in Africa. Right. And they're doing some great things over there. Oh yeah, know? for sure. And I just appreciate you. You invited me to uh, a little set down at the Grio mm-hmm. and um you some of your colleagues shared uh the the um the whole kind of scope of what you have in mind and I it's it's absolute genius, yes. right? And so um there have been st- statistical data uh regarding uh the educational attainment of immigrants. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, from what's out there statistically as to what you know and see in your family, uh, when, when people do come here from the continent of Africa um, and other uh, places along the diaspora, uh, they come here and they, and they get it, they, they grind um, and they make a great um, contribution yes. uh, to community, be it economically, educationally, um, and just being respectful citizens. And so um, I, I support you in, in what you. ways that I can. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's absolute genius. It's long overdue. Yeah. Yeah. So um, if you can share again the name of that organization, and if someone wants to reach out to you, if you could share the contact information. Um, Global African Business Association acronym is GABA. Um, and you can reach out to me, give me a call at 313-258-1378, and we could go from there. Okay, excellent. And then I know you have some other um, things that you're working on, so yes. if you'd like to share a couple of those things as well. A friend of mine um, and me from Cast Tech in the 48206 area, we've bought a couple of properties that we're fixing up uh, yes. when we talk about the need for a uh, to build population and using African and Caribbean uh, immigration. Mm-hmm. Um, we're fixing up houses because we want to do um, transitional housing for uh, black families here Excellent. and immigrant families. Um, Excellent. I think everybody, if they want to own a home, they should be able to, mm-hmm. no matter what their income is mm-hmm. and you know, traditional lending is hard mm-hmm. to get. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a fluctuating credit score. Everybody, um, you know, is in transitional work. But, mm-hmm. you know, they have, some people have savings. Some have, people have a plan. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to iron out a program um, as we fix up these houses. Yeah. So we got two, mm-hmm. starting slow. But, mm-hmm. you know, I grew up in the Linwood area, so... 
you know, historically black area. Right. We want to, you know, maintain its culture mm-hmm. and, you know, and add some culture. So mm-hmm. that's and what we're working on. That area of the city, the DNA there, right? Mm-hmm. So you have um, the shrine. The shrine, yes. yes. And um, you have um, the musical heritage that came out of that yes. corridor. And so in the soil of that area um, is, is, is made for us to be able to thrive. And so, again, I applaud you. <laughs> Uh, for uh, you. your foresight, mm-hmm. uh, your maturity, and um, you, you, the commitment to us, you know, you. the decisions that you make um, with your brilliance. Um, you could go corporate <laughs> and be making, you know, a nice little piece of change. I could. You know, and, um, and, and live somewhere where people feel like, you know, bluebirds and uh, <laughs> butterflies fly all the time, right? Um, but w- with us planting our seeds and, and, and working in community and knowing the history um, of this beautiful city, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the work that you do is absolutely amazing. And so that segues into this question I love to ask. So, my, my dear friend, <laughs> how old were you when you fell in love with Detroit? Mm. <laughs> Now I was born in 1988, so mm-hmm. I might say 1988. Okay. But I, 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 I don't know an age, but mm-hmm. I fell in love with Detroit Elementary School. Okay. And I probably didn't realize it until college. And, you know, mm-hmm. when you're having those long study nights and you just start reminiscing on your golden years as a child. Mm-hmm. And I realized I went to a good elementary school, Sanders Elementary, dope school, um, mm-hmm. um, Byron between 12th, uh, um, yeah, on, on Byron, mm-hmm. um, a block away from 12th, great school, great education. Mm-hmm. We learned about ourselves, right. took pride in ourselves. Mm-hmm. We had boys programs where, you know, men mentors would come. Mm-hmm. You know, and rear the young boys, and we had a girls program that the women would come and rear us, and mm-hmm. we learned a lot about ourselves. We had pride in ourselves. We weren't ashamed mm-hmm. of ourselves. You know, you have the the normal elementary school bullying and meanness, yeah. but nothing too extreme, mm-hmm. and nothing that we weren't taught to. You know, stand overcome. up for ourselves, yeah. overcome, mm-hmm. and then become friends at the end of the day. So I fell in love with Detroit because it was so much history walking you know, around the school, mm-hmm. you know, so. So that campus of your school, if you could just go back, it was clean, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, you know, the floors gleamed. It, it you did. You know, uh, the lunch ladies were nice. Extremely nice. Yes. And I know I got on their nerves. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I could I could see the visuals. And now every time I come through the line, I say, mm, make the noise. <laughs> And I let them know, like, you already know what time it is. Right. <laughs> so right. it, it was a real familial um, environment. And I actually, Sanders was outside of my, I guess, my neighborhood school, mm-hmm. they used to say. Mm-hmm. Um, Thurkle was my neighborhood. But, you know, my parents being immigrants, mm-hmm. they ask questions and, you know, people tell them mm-hmm. where to take us up. Take them to Sanders. Mm-hmm. And what, it wasn't that Thurka was a bad school. It was just the person they asked mm-hmm. knew about Sanders at the time. So mm-hmm. it was a good school. Okay. And at that time, you still had, like, gym class we and had art class. Gym. We had split class. We had supplemental reading for, you know, 
the students who were a little bit more advanced mm-hmm. wouldn't get held back. So they had their own, you know, separate time. We had music, yes. band, uh, glee club. Right. Uh, we we had it. You know, field trips. Yes. <laughs> and, and so thinking thinking about glee club, you know, that's a big thing and getting glee club. You I know, know. You had your little jumper with the white. <laughs> down shirt right I was so mad I didn't get in <laughs> my brother was a safety he played I forgot what instrument he played was it the flute mm-hmm. or the clarinet mm-hmm. and he got in glee club and I had to fight and I couldn't <laughs> get in the band the glee club I'm like we have the same voice <laughs> <laughs> the musical director was like oh no not today <laughs> so mad Oh, oh man. I, I have some fun memories because, um, you know, during the time that I was in elementary school, um, I went to Cordes Elementary School on, on Roseline and Davidson. And um, at that time, you know, you could switch out the mm. little uh, instruments you play. And uh, I wanted that xylophone so bad. <laughs> I wanted, I, you know, I was pre, what's, what's the guy, Roy Ayers? You know, I just, I wanted that xylophone, man. And, like, nobody else, like, you know, they want the flute and the yeah. sax and all that stuff. I'm like, I'm looking at that little thing. I'm like, I'm going to make that thing sing, right? <laughs> um, so that's cool. Yeah. Uh, you fell in love with Detroit during uh, that time. Um, we're going to take another break okay. uh, for our sponsors, and we're going to come back, and we, I want to talk to you about, uh, you know, what inspires you. So okay. we're going to talk about that, okay? Mm-hmm. All righty. Thank you. Okay, we're back, and you're listening to Community, where we talk about unique pathways and common goals. And so I'm here with my sister, niece, friend, <laughs> Akanam, and um, From Linwood. Yes, the wood. Uh, uh, and we're talking, we're just talking about the work that she's been doing. I'm just so proud of her and, um, you know, grateful for her friendship. Uh, and you. so um, this community work, um, it's not pretty, right? Not at all. Um, the rejection. You know the 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 same things. You know we talk about it. You know off mm-hmm. off. You know we have our conversations. You know the work, the rejection, um, you, the the same pitfalls over and over and over again that we encounter in in doing community work. Um, and so this brings me to the segment in the show. Um, the inspiration for this particular uh, moment in the show comes from you're way too young to remember this person. Um, she's a radio icon. Um, Martha Jean the Queen, right? Okay. So she owned a radio station, um, the home of love up on uh, Grand River, Livernois, that area. Uh, and <clears throat> as a child, I was able to come home um, from elementary school for lunch. Mm-hmm. And during that time, my mom would have inspiration time blasting, right? <laughs> and so um, it's ingrained in mm-hmm. me. Um, and so this time I kind of give homage to Martha Jean the Queen. But I want to talk about how do you stay inspired mm. to do this work? Because it's not glamorous. And again, we talked about if, if you were to go corporate, you know, your life would be easy in some respects, but I know you wouldn't be fulfilled. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's, let's kick it about what inspires you. Where do you get your inspiration from? Hmm. That's a very good question. <laughs> <laughs> These are great questions. Thank you. Um, I would say I get my inspiration from black culture. Yeah. 
You know? Mm-hmm. I love music. Yeah. As I know. <laughs> <laughs> in that little office and you're over there, you know, bouncing to Aretha Franklin. And, oh, you I know. love Aretha. Yeah, yeah. So I listen to music, right? And mm-hmm. it's always, you know, a song that'll come on, you know, a lyric that'll touch me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I'll just start sitting, I'll just start reflecting on people who I admire, you know, famous, not famous, and family. Mm-hmm. And it's just the culture, right? Mm-hmm. Because then I start going through the motions. Like, oh, I'm so, so sick today. My mama made me soup. <laughs> I'm 30 years old and my mama still try to buy me bras, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or um, my mama will say, so, oh, someone's so asked about you. And I'm like, oh, somebody's thinking about me. Mm-hmm. You know, just that culture. Mm-hmm. You know, or you go out and somebody's offering to buy you food mm-hmm. like you did. <laughs> or a drink, you mm-hmm. know. So it's just that culture of family, you know, wherever you go. And that music, you know, black music, whether it's soul, hip-hop, or jazz, just really, you know, touches me. Or when I'm hanging out with my friends and we just do the the cultural you know, black girl thing, right? You know, the lingo, mm-hmm. and you know how we always say when we talk. I knew you was gonna say that, or I knew you was gonna do that. <laughs> so it makes me laugh because I'm like, you don't know nothing about me, but <laughs> <laughs> that's what inspires me. Even you know the black children. You know, the mm-hmm. other day I was trying to clean out my computer and I was looking at pictures of some of my old students. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I wear my hair cut. And mm-hmm. I just remember one of my uh, my young kings in the eighth grade, well, he walked in and he saw my haircut. And he said, why you cut your hair bald? And I said, it's not bald. And he said, you thought you had cancer? And I said, you don't like my haircut? <laughs> so it's just like moments like that that just inspire me. Like, wow. Like, right. you know, my people, they like to take it there. <laughs> But it always starts with a song, you know, I'm mm-hmm. listening and it makes me want to do something, clean up, mm-hmm. I come across something, a text message mm-hmm. or a memory, you know, so mm-hmm. that inspires me to keep going because just a reminder that, you know, somebody kept going for me, mm-hmm. you know, I think about people who died, mm-hmm. who've been tortured, people like, you know, who's living in exile, mm-hmm. you know, people who... Could have took the corporate job or could have traveled the world, mm-hmm. but saw um, had a, a greater passion, mm-hmm. saw had a vision for something and decided to sacrifice what they wanted for me. So mm-hmm. it always starts, the, the, the inspiration always starts with the music because somebody's going to tell me a story mm-hmm. and it's going to make me reflect and get up and do something, try something, you know, different, mm-hmm. try a different route. So I know you've probably heard this before, but you have such a, a old soul, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I don't know how many times you've been here before, <laughs> right? But you have um, a lot of wisdom. And, you know, we're, we're kind of, kind of, <clears throat> you know, fade out on our conversation. But uh, again, you know, if you want to share what you're working on, I know we're going to be working on some things together, and I'm For very sure. excited about that, mm-hmm. um, both officially mm-hmm. and unofficially. 
um, we're the, the band is getting back together, right? <laughs> <laughs> we're going to make sweet music in yes. Northwest Detroit. So uh, we're, we'll be working together again at uh, Sinai Grayscale CDC. Uh, we're looking to make some major impacts in Northwest Detroit, uh, the corridor around the hospital. Uh, and then we have, what, how many? Seven, eight um, communities. Yeah, eight. Yeah, mm-hmm. so if you could give the, you remember the boundaries of um, our service area? Finkel to Seven Mile mm-hmm. and Enlarge to the Southfield Freeway. Yeah, so we um, we worked together last year, um, and we're going to be working together uh, this summer. So I'm really excited about that. Um, you know, it's cool that we're not in that little box of an office, <laughs> uh, but magic happened in that office yes, because it did. Uh, we, uh, you know, we as Black women and as Black people, uh, we um, are <clears throat> uh, exposed. Mm-hmm to uh, different types of abuses, uh, and we are able to thrive uh, and overcome. And so, um, you know, forever we're like sorority sisters, yes. right? Because we were hazed. <laughs> <laughs> we were. <laughs> so we, we belong to this uh, sorority yes. uh, of special people. Um, so, um, Akanam, I just want to thank you for coming and being one of um, you know, the, the first few guests that I've had in the history of community, um, you are one of the reasons why I came up with the name. Um, okay. Because, uh, as you stated, you know, community has been used mm-hmm. um, in, in different things, but I know that you understand and you have it in your soul. Thank you. Um, the work that you do. Um, and I'm just grateful to have this vantage point uh, to see um, the things that you are thinking about the things that you've done, and and I know your future is so extremely bright that uh, I know I need to keep my shades on <laughs> if I'm I'm going to continue to hang out with you. Thank you. Yeah. And guys, don't let Audra fool you. She is beyond dope. Okay. <laughs> she be trying to turn off that light, but she is beyond it. I just be like this woman. I can't. She look good. I mean everything. Brilliant, just smart and talented and very creative. I mean, creative mind. I I just want to get there one day. <laughs> okay. All right. I, I appreciate you. And I'm right back at you. And audience, I did not pay her to say that. <laughs> she did not. She did not. <laughs> I had no idea she was going to say it. Um, but I, I, I cherish you. Thank you. Uh, young sister. And, um, you know, we're going to ride this thing out. We're going to get some stuff done. Yes. Um, and we're going we're gonna to have some, some things in the, in the legacy of our culture uh, that we're going to be able to, you know, your kids and your kids' kids to be proud of. So thank you so much for uh, riding with me and, and being here with me today. So Anytime. thank you, and I love you. Thank you, and I love you, too. Thank you for having me here. I appreciate it. Okay. So thank you, guests. Uh, thank you, audience, for listening. Um, you are listening to Community, where we talk about unique pathways and common goals. So until next time, peace and love. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and always listen on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Store, and Spotify. You're listening to the Detroit is Different Podcast Network.